Support for this podcast comes from Eightfold.ai. Eightfold.ai delivers the talent intelligence platform, the most effective way for companies to retain top performers, upskill and reskill the workforce, recruit top talent efficiently, and reach diversity goals. Eightfold.ai's deep learning artificial intelligence platform empowers enterprises to turn talent management into a competitive advantage. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi there, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 457 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Some of my favourite discussions on this show have been with employers driving diversity, equity and inclusion, not just because it's the right thing to do, but because they're using their DE&I strategies to solve specific business challenges. My guest this week is Graham Briggs, Head of Apprenticeships and Employability Programmes at Green King, the UK's largest pub retailer and brewer. The hospitality sector has had an extremely challenging few years. Green King has been running some incredible programmes to reach diverse talent pools and deliver positive outcomes for their business and the communities they work with. Hi Graham and welcome to the podcast. Hi Matt, great to be here. An absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Please could you just introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do? Yep, my name's Graham Briggs, and I'm the Head of Apprenticeships and Employability Programmes at Green King. Uh, so my role is for the apprenticeship offer across the business and a number of social mobility programmes that we offer. I really want to get into all the detail around that because um, you've got some amazing insights and, and stories to share. But before we do, though, there may be some uh, some listeners, particularly people outside of the UK, who aren't familiar with Green King and what you do. So could you tell us a little bit more about the company? Yep. So Green King, um, we're a managed pub and brewing company. So we've got our head office in Bury St Edmunds in Suffolk, which is uh, in East Anglia. Uh, so to the far east for those that are outside the UK that aren't familiar. Um, we've got 1,600 managed pubs, hotels and restaurants dotted across England, Scotland and Wales. Uh, we also have around a thousand um, leased and tenanted sites where we um, where we own the property and we support uh, those tenants by selling some of our produce. And then we've got um, a number of different beers that we produce. So um, so Grinking IPA, Abbott's, uh, Old Speckled Hen, just to name a few that some of you, some of the listeners might have come across when they've been in not just Grinking pubs but other pubs as well. I've spent many years being very familiar with Old Speckled Hen. <laughs> good, good, good. It's, a, it's a very popular beer. Absolutely. So obviously, huge amounts of headlines all over the world about the recruitment challenges in the hospitality industry at the moment. Tell us what you're experiencing now. What are the actual challenges that you have as, a, as, a, as an organisation when it comes to recruiting? Uh, I think one of the challenges that has been within hospitality for years, um, going back before Brexit and many a year before that, was the challenge to um, was around recruitment of chefs and kitchen um, staff and that's not really changed over the years and obviously the number of programs we're introducing are all aimed at trying to just help support the business um, in finding the best talent um, that's in the UK. I think there's also an element of um, now more than ever 
it's very much a candidate-led market. Um, the UK government um, introduced um, an initiative called Kickstart, uh, which was part of their plan for jobs to help boost the economy um, when we were coming out of the pandemic. And that was all intended to really benefit businesses. Um, but with that, we just saw a lot of more vacancies um, go out across different platforms. And the people that were then looking to see where they wanted to work had so much choice, so they really can decide where they want to go. And then lots of businesses and industries have changed with some of their own working habits and conditions. Now, you know, we still got to turn up in person to open a pub, cook and serve food and drink. Um, you can't do that working from home. Um, but that's something where we're just really keen to shout about what a career can be like in hospitality, because sometimes um, one of the other challenges is still the perception that you can't have a career in hospitality, when in fact, this is an industry you can join without any um, qualifications in a particular area, but you can really develop, hone those skills and progress through the business. And we've got plenty of examples where people have started at a team member level, which is entry to our um, entry into our business. And then within three or four years, have progress, progressed to a pub manager role, which is a £1 million plus turnover business. Um, managing up to 70, 80 people in one particular location. So um, that, that perception out there and how we educate people is probably one of those that we're, you know, us at Green King and many other within the industry are keen to kind of um, educate and increase the awareness to hopefully break down some of those challenges. Yeah, I know that's something that you've been doing um, a lot of work around as well. Talk to us about employability and social mobility and how they fit into into your strategy or how they're part of the solution to the challenges that you have. So with so many locations where we're operating across the UK, we're in communities everywhere. So the, the pub is really that place um, that really can bring the communities together. Um, and you can see how how the business really got behind some of those initiatives um when the pubs were closed because of the pandemic there was amazing work going on with food and drink donations to charities um banners going up for the nhs to say thank you people volunteering helping out um we we work with um we partner with macmillan um the cancer charity um we smashed our fundraising T targets within that um, within the year, even though the pubs were were you know so, some locations were closed, some were still under different restrictions, and that whole element just feeds into one of our values at Green King, which is we care, and we care is really about how we provide people opportunities from all walks of life, and that's where our social mobility programs come in, and we launched Untapping Potential, which was a report. Um, a couple of months ago um, in, the, in the House of Commons and that sets out everything that we're looking to deliver and achieve um, with huge plans going forwards and it's only really possible when you've got one the backing from your CEO and the exec board but two all your colleagues in the business because they they love developing people they love nurturing people seeing them progress and actually some people will need more of a helping hand than others but these programs are just brilliant and the number of different programs, I'm sure you're going to ask in a moment what we're delivering. But we have so many literally um, from supported internships, that's people with education, healthcare plans, 
Um, and then we've got our prison lever program. We've been doing some work around refugee resettlement. Uh, we've got Prince's Trust. We, and we just we just keep evolving and we're just looking for the next opportunities where we can partner with some of the you know some of the best organizations across the UK who have the experience and have some of the contacts and it, it really is a partnership to support people and give them that opportunity that they might not have had you obviously mentioned there that you've got a number of programs sort of reaching out to lots of different communities and you know lots of people in 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 lots of different circumstances you mentioned sort of a few of the potential talent pools that you work with there tell us a little bit more maybe just about one or two of those and what you've been what you've been doing the prince's trust is who we started off with um about six years ago now um and that's uh, lots of people would know the Prince's Trust already if they're in the UK. Um, a, a, a large, larger charity than some of the others we're currently dealing with, um, but they are an organisation supporting people from disadvantaged backgrounds. And we deliver a number of different programs with them. We do a two-week program which is called Get Into, where we have a mixture of classroom sessions and somebody works. Um, several shifts in one of our pubs to just build up the experience and the knowledge and it's it is a bit of an extended recruitment program and the other one is ready to work which is a one-day assessment followed by a trial shift in one of our pubs all are intended to deliver positive outcomes which is employment so the data that the prince's trust um, were able to share with us showed that two-thirds of the young people um, that were on universal credit were actually removed from the jobs market. So that also is another challenge that we face. And we're just looking at how we can um, reposition our partnership. And we're, we made a pledge to support a thousand young people. And we're looking at other ways where we can actually engage with with some of that population to build up the confidence. Because what we're seeing is that the pandemic has really impacted well-being and that confidence. And that's just one example of the role we've got to play um, in society and helping people. It doesn't have to always lead to a job opportunity with Green King. It might not. Some programmes will, will deliver that naturally, as I said, with two that they get into and ready to work. Um, but then we're working with prison populations. So we um, launched Releasing Potential, which is our prison lever programme um, in 2019. And we've already built up a relationship with over 40 prisons across the UK. We work with the New Futures Network, which is part of the Ministry of Justice. We're working with amazing organisations in Only a Pavement Away and Novus and, um, and the Recruitment Junction. And they're helping source candidates that are looking for a second chance and that, that you know, the, um, the employment of upon release um, and we also take on people that are finishing their sentences in an open prison where they can come out to work in a Green King site and then they go back into prison um, for the evening um, and that really does support them when they are released because there's an opportunity there where we're putting money into their pocket and um, the prisons are taxing them up to 40% with then those contributions going back to victim support uh, but we're make, what we're trying to do is actually provide not only a second chance, but people then have more money for when they're released because the discharge amount in the UK will not get you very far um, if, the, if you've been released and you've got nowhere to go, no accommodation. So what we're really trying to do is um, benefit society as a whole in helping to reduce reoffending by creating employment. And it's sustainable for when they're released because they already have the job and they can just carry on working and 
We've done it several times. If somebody needs to relocate to another part of the UK, the, the benefit we have with so many different sites is we can just contact managers to say we've got somebody with Green King experience looking to relocate. Do you have a vacancy? And that's, that's really beneficial to those that are really trying to rebuild their lives. A quick message from our sponsor, Winolo. Hi, everyone. I want to tell you about Winolo. That's W-O-N-O-L-O. Winolo stands for Work Now Locally. Winolo enables businesses to find quality workers for on-demand, seasonal, short-term and long-term work. Ditch the bulky paperwork and interview process and use Winolo to find quality workers fast and get work done even faster. With flexible workers and no platform fees, you can save on operating costs, meet demand and maximise earnings with ease. Winolo is available in over 100 markets, including Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, New York and Seattle. Get workers who are ready to work and spend less time finding them with Winolo. Go to www.winolo.com slash pod. That's www.wonolo.com slash pod and take the stress out of finding workers. Digging deeper into that aspect of it, obviously recruitment is a huge thing here, but also how you sort of support, develop and retain people within the business is a critical part of this. How do you support people from the sort of areas that you're recruiting from once they're, once they're in your business? We do rely um, a lot with the partners that we're working with. Um, a lot of them have experience and expertise in particular areas. Um, when we when we started with like the prison lever, for example, we couldn't do it on our own because we didn't know what we we're doing. Um, we need to s- surround ourselves with like-minded organisations, but those that can really support us. Um, and then it works both ways because then we can support um, some of those smaller organisations and help them um, deliver. I come, I've used the words several times now: these positive outcomes for young people. So whilst those charities are there to um, for support, not only to the individual that we take on, but also to the line manager um, as well. Then we've also got um, our own um, benefits and support within Green King anyway. So we have like employee assistance. Um, we have uh, something called wage stream, where if people need to access their wages a bit sooner, they can do so. We've got um, amazing um, benefits which can really support with the cost of living at the moment um, and then we just try and put a, a buddy in place as well um, but it's really t- a chance just to make sure that we're treating people like a normal Green King employee from day one they're part of the family and if we're if we identify any particular concerns we can try to have that conversation and put um, extra support in place um, because everybody's coming from different backgrounds um, and you know for when we're like recruiting 16 to 16 17 year old apprentices we put extra support in for those because we're making sure that they understand exactly the like the travel route to and from work or where their pay slips are or when they get paid just some of the basic things that um, they might not necessarily they might be nervous about speaking to the manager of the pub for example what are the kind of outcomes that you've seen within the business and the, and the results that you've got from some of these programs? So we've now, um, earlier this year, we've recruited over 100 um, prison leavers. So um, 
I think we're around 120 now, um, and and we've still got a number of events to go. Uh, this this year, we've got a number of prisons we'll be working with um, and doing our own recruitment days, uh, which we're gonna we're just finalising the dates for. So that's that's really good to see. Um, supported internships, we supported 40 interns with with Landmark Specialist College and Mencap. They got people registered, interested in hospitality, and they let us know where the locations are, and then we map them to one of where our, one of our sites are. The, print, the Prince's Trust, we literally started another program recently, so we're going to be building up to delivering four or five programs before the end of this year. And then whilst we've been promoting everything we're doing around this space with the Ukrainian refugee resettlement, we were keen to promote that we could support those that were looking for employment and the number of people that um, that have joined our business is increasing and increasing. And I can't disclose that number at the moment, but it's it from where it was before the trouble started, it's a, it's a lot higher. So we're, we're delighted that we're just doing our bit and it might be small numbers in certain places, but as a collective, it's still, you know, if we help one person, we're still helping one person, their friends, their family, their community, society as a whole. Um, I'm delighted with the progress that the programmes are having. And with Kickstart, we took on over 500 young people that were on universal credit. Um, and so far, around 75% of those that completed the six-month programme are staying with Green King. So there's there's lots here. And all of this is um, alongside our, our apprenticeship programme, which has supported over 15,000 apprentices since we started delivering. You mentioned uh, right at the beginning of the conversation about um, the, you know, the, the support and the, the buy-in you had from the, the, the chief executive. How important is that buy-in and support from the senior leadership in the business to, to, to sort of achieve these outcomes? It's, it's really important. It's, um, and our CEO has always supported our programs. He, he's really into supporting every employee within Green King and doing the best we can. And it's, hospitality is a people business. And we're in hospitality. We want to look after people. So when if they're working for us or if it's customers coming in, we want to make sure the experience is as best as it as best as it can possibly be. And our CEO is as keen that we keep doing more in this space. He's supported Day Untap in potential report that I mentioned earlier that was been published. In there, it sets out a number of different ambitions that we've got across the business. And I can only see it going from strength to strength. Um, and it means, well, if ever we ask him to support one of our events or something, he's only too happy to do so, which is um, testament to, to his skill set and character. You mentioned the Untapped report um, again then. And I know that you've been, you know, working with other um, companies in your industry to sort of lob- lobby the government. T- tell, us, t- tell us about that. Yeah, as a large employer, we got we got experience in a number of different programs now. So, um, so we've we've been doing a, delivering apprenticeships for eleven years now, um, and we not, we have about two thousand apprentices on program at any one time. And we then started with our prison leaver program, and that was delivering just employment. Um, but all the programs are delivering what in hospitality we often measure ninety day retention. Um, and we we were seeing that all of the programs we were delivering were exceeding what the average was for Green King, and there was a policy um, within the apprenticeships which prevented a prison leaver being able to start an apprenticeship. And we soon cottoned on that actually 
why are we preventing somebody from working towards a qualification whilst they're still completing their sentence and working in a Green King site? So that's now moved along. Um, and we were just trying to point out the benefits of what it can bring to not only colleagues in, within the different government agencies for um, for apprenticeships, but also for those within the MOJ, because we're going to help train somebody. We're going to help develop them. Um, they could be completing their sentence in an open prison for three to six months, and we could then develop somebody. So when they then release from prison, they've literally got six months to go before completing and achieving their apprenticeship. What a massive confidence boost that will give them, and as well as the development skill set to then potentially progress to a um, to a higher role within the business. So those are the kind of scenarios, and then it's um, we just like to have. Um, it's trying to remind government the how we all need to work together and simplify some of the initiatives because then more employers will get on board and by uh, employers will always need people and they will always look to develop people so anything that we can do to just um, try and educate voice our experiences we've learned sometimes the hard way from delivering some programs but if we can share any sort of insight and advice about how we think things could be made easier then you'll only have more employers getting involved which then benefits more um more people more individuals seek seeking employment obviously there's a, a huge amount of work going on and you know so many so many things that um you're sort of driving forward as a as a business where, where does it go next what are your sort of plans for the next sort of 12 months two years first of all it's making sure we finish this year strongly um with um with the, with the pubs being interrupted and we've been fortunate this time around we're, we're fully trading and the business will be preparing very much so for the for the world cup and christmas and hopefully no interruptions such with this year that um so we'll be making sure that we deliver as many of our programs by november um and support as many people as possible uh, so we're, we're trialing a, a few different um partnerships at the moment um we're literally working with a few organisations in different locations just to see how they go, to see if they can fit into our business. And a lot, a lot of the work we want to do is um, keep building on the foundations that we've already laid. Um, we want to improve every programme where we can. Um, so we don't just go through the motions of delivering a programme. Um, um, and we've, we just installed a training kitchen um, in HMP Thameside in London. So that's a that's a training kitchen which is supporting offenders in the prison where we've got Green King colleagues going into going into the prison to to deliver those sessions and the the pilot is taking place at the moment um, and we're keen to kind of see how that goes and then you know kick on from there in 2023 by delivering more of those programs expand the supported intern programs um, and do do more work with government DWP. Uh, MOJ, other organisations within government to see how we can play our part in supporting them to create job opportunities. Um, there's always different initiatives that come up along the way, um, but the apprenticeship offer is is a prime example where we've got over 30 different apprenticeships. We're just uh, we just introduced our legal um, apprenticeship, which was um, just closed a recruitment for that last week. Um, so that's a new apprenticeship we're rolling out and we'll be looking to identify new ones for 2023 as well um, to really build on that and help attract people to Green King who are within a hospitality industry but have a number of different roles in the office, um, in the, you know, head office, brewery support centres as well. 
Final question, what would your advice be to other employers who are looking to build, you know, similar programs to, to the to kind of work that you're doing? First of all, I think speak to other organizations that are delivering um, some of these programs. Um, we, we speak to other organizations that are interested on a regular basis and it's it's best practice just to share your own lessons and you, every, all the employers can benefit each other. It's um, It's then just go with a pilot and see how it goes and don't try and deliver a massive program immediately. Just work your, work your way up towards it. And I think just consider, have you got anything within your recruitment, um, within your recruitment processes that block certain candidates from applying? Um, because whilst we do recruit prison leavers, there's some convictions that we won't be able to employ people for that because we want got to make sure we continue to protect um, our own colleagues as well as the customers in our in our pubs. So it's just a case of making sure that you're you're not putting any blockers in place that are going to shrink the talent pool that you're t- that you're trying to uh, actually target, and then just give it a go because. If you give it a go, uh, when we launch some of these programs, our general managers have, have only said positive things about these programs and just want to get more involved. So the buy-in's there, and then everything which every employer will want to do is make sure that the communication across the business is is clear and lets everybody know what the plans are so they can all work towards that. Graham, thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks very much for your time. My thanks to Graham. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list to get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time. And I hope you'll join me. This is my show.